When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. It's Thursday, April 14th, and just be forewarned, this one might be a long one. Um, let's see. The first thing that um, CNBC has been covering, uh, oh, by the way, initial job claims came over. Um, it just posted, but I don't see uh, anything come. It just posted. Let's let's talk about Elon. Elon uh, proposed to buy all of Twitter for fifty four dollars and twenty cents per share. Uh, if Twitter doesn't accept, um, he's going to take his shareholder and move on. It's kind of what he's saying. Um, when we look at Twitter today, right now in pre market, essentially when he made this offer, it shot up to fifty three dollars. Um, right under the $54 mark that he said. As people started digging into the filing, they understood um, that he basically could walk away from this. This, and, and one of the things I was just texting with a friend of mine, uh, in my mind, this is his 420 tweet. Again, 5420 is $50 plus $4.20. He loves 420 and loves to troll uh, with things like that. So, in my mind, he basically just trolled, uh, just like when he did the Tesla, he's taking it private at 420. Um, although he didn't want to do that type of thing on Twitter because he may be uh, up for SEC violations, blah, blah, blah. You remember what happened last time. All of that happened. So he got lawyers involved. This time he has the official offer for 5420. Um, you know, it, it, it's non-binding. He can walk away at any time. Twitter could say, yeah, we'll, we'll take it. Let's go into due diligence. You do due diligence. And then all of a sudden he says, oh, I'm sorry, I couldn't get financing or something happens and he's not, you know, he backs out. Um, that is not beyond what Elon would do. Again, remember he was taking the company private at 420. Um, he didn't do that with Tesla. Um, it wasn't a serious offer. So is he actually serious? Is he doing something? Who knows? Um, but what, what is interesting is if Twitter rejects this offer, that stock is worth $25, $30. Um, you know, it, it, will, it will crash. If this deal falls through, it will crash. Uh, I am in Twitter at $44 per share. Let me see exactly. Twitter, $44.90. It's only a $7,000 buy, so it wasn't a particularly large buy, uh, but I am in it $44.90. My question is, you know, again, with my friends and I, the contemplation was, okay, do I sell for the small profit that I have now at like 50 bucks, uh, take my profit and run? It's in a retirement account, so I don't have to worry about tax implications. I could take my money and run. 
do I take my money and run or do I hold on uh, and think that Elon takes it? Because again, when, when, when he started this and, and it came out uh, on the podcast, I had said, Hey, Elon's smart. Elon knows what he wants to do. And one of the things that's been floated is, you know, to get rid of bots and things like that. Maybe you have a paid membership of, you know, 50 cents a dollar per month. Um, that immediately would bring up revenues for um, Twitter by about 20% per quarter. You know, it, it, again, if people stayed around, that's if people stayed around. So, um, you know, the other thing that could happen is Elon completely pulls out, uh, says, sells his shares and says he's no longer a believer in Twitter and he goes to another social media company. Um, and one social media company that, that has said they're all about free speech, but it's a dumpster fire is truth. And do they put Elon on the board, say, Hey, we want to make this exactly what you want. And then people who are, you know, fans of Elon move over to that social media platform and Twitter dies again, all speculation, all up in the air. I don't exactly know what's going to happen. I don't exactly know what I'm going to do. When I look at the um, Twitter stock in uh, the, our algorithm, enormous gap uh, here uh, between 39 and 44, where it kind of traded to yesterday. So you've just got this gap. And, and it was clear uh, over, the, and I'll post this up on Twitter, on, but it, it's clear over the, since Elon did this, the gap up. This has been going back to fill that gap down to 39. I, 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 it couldn't be any more clear that that's exactly what this was going to do. And by the way, the 200-day is at 39. So you've got the 50-day moving up uh, as of April 12th, earlier this week. You've got the 50-day moving up with a golden cross. Uh, again, these technicals don't exactly tell you, hey, this is what's happening, blah, blah, blah. They've got earnings coming up on April 27th. The volume perspective on this, this stock had been dead volume-wise uh, all the way up until Elon made that offer. Now, that day, volume was crazy on that, this stock. It has since come down. So we're dealing with a stock here that is being held up by one individual and one individual only, and the soap opera that is Elon. So I would not suggest getting into this. The algorithm had us in March 15th at 3361. We would have a significant uh, gain on this one. The algorithm performance, so you know, and it's just because of those gaps up. The algorithm performance is 153% versus 68% buy and hold. Um, you had over 1,000 candles, 25 positions. Only nine were wins. Uh, 16 were losses. And so the one win that you're in now is what's pretty much holding this up. Um, so I don't know that you necessarily get into this one. Again, it's trading at 48.64 in pre-market, nowhere near the $54 price mark. Um, I think uh, Twitter's management thinks that it's worth a lot more than that. So uh, that was the first big news. Second big news is that Amazon came out with their um, uh, Andy Jassy, who's their CEO, is being interviewed right now on CNBC, came out with his first letter to shareholders. And Project Kuiper uh, was a main emphasis. 
And this is the um, competitor to Elon's SpaceX Starlink. And Starlink is way ahead of Project Kuiper. But essentially, it will provide low-orbit satellite internet to the entire world. Um, and they are looking to take on Elon in that realm. And uh, so it's another um, revenue stream for Amazon, which has just j been a behemoth um, in the letter. Uh, Andy Jassy said they've realized three years of growth in just 15 months. So uh, Amazon stock, I was just analyzing a little bit on the algorithm and we would be out. There would have been an out on April 7th where it was trading at about 3181. Uh, you took a 5% profit. This one is a stock over a thousand candles that has only in the algorithm provided 9% return. If you would have bought and held, it would be a 28% um, 28% uh, return. So you've got significant issues here in this stock where it's just been floundering. Um, if I look at a, um, a daily on this one and where we're trading at today, uh, you basically go back to um, we're trading right at about uh, March of 2021. So in one year, you really haven't made any money on this stock. The 200 day is turned down. We had a death cross here on January 24th. Um, the 50 day is starting to move up. You could have a golden cross here if it continues to move up. Uh, the catalyst on this one is going to be earnings on April 28th. Um, you, you're not in this one from an uh, algorithm perspective yet but you potentially could be in this one from an algorithm perspective in the coming days. Speaking of coming in, uh, you know, our, my big purchase of recently, JB Hunt shipping, um, where I tried to time this based on a MACD cross-up, I got it completely wrong. Um, we had a cross-up yesterday in the afternoon, and just so everyone's aware, 171.37 is the cross-up. So if you're looking to get, follow me and get into JB Hunt. And again, I tell everybody, do not follow people on the internet, including me. This is your own money. Um, you should be spending your money where you want it. But the algorithm, and it is trading around, one, it closed at 171.98. 171.37 is where the algorithm says get in. That's where the MACD crossed up. You have earnings coming up um, April 18th, so next week. Uh, they do typically have a dividend. Their dividend yield is 0.93, so it's not a significant dividend. Um, their P.E. ratio is 24. Uh, this particular stock on earnings, based on the article that I posted a few, um, yesterday, uh, they're going to be looking at uh, shipping costs. Um, the revenue is going to be right uh, kind of in the focus, uh, and their labor costs. So shipping and, and, and labor is going to be the huge question of this one. Remember, they still have a $220 price target on this one, most analysts. And you were just at $220 on March 31st. 14 days later, you're what, 20% down? Uh, it's a significant move down. And, and like uh, I always say, any market reaction is an overreaction. So, um... Let's see, some of the financials. Uh, Wells Fargo, revenue missed. Um, 
but their earnings per share beat. Uh, they had some, I, I didn't look at specifically some of their, uh, their, uh, comments about their earnings, but the stock is down to $46. Um, and as far as, uh, financials go, uh, Morgan Stanley beat and their big beat was on trading revenue. And so they are, uh, they closed at 84.13. They're about $85 in pre-market. Um, it went all the way up to $87 in pre-market. So it's kind of pulled back a little bit. Goldman Sachs, um, let me see my notes real quick. Goldman Sachs beat on estimates, but they said deals have come to an absolute standstill. This one closed at 321. It's at 325 in pre-market. Um, Goldman Sachs is an interesting one because I think a lot of the traders on CNBC wanted this one and have held this one. You did have yesterday in the morning a MACD cross up at 321. Uh, this one is interesting because the it's ironic. The algorithm uh, performance over a thousand candles is 79.98. Buying and holding is 75.78. So this is one that's just kind of floundered. Um, it hasn't, you know, it, I think it got caught up in the, hey, financials are going to um, be doing great in 2022. Then we found out inflation is slightly out of control. Um, and so financials have come down. Deal, Goldman Sachs has done, you know, deal making and, and they just, there's nothing, nothing in Goldman Sachs that makes me necessarily think that this one is going to completely turn around and go back to 400. Um, I think this one more likely is going down to 300 instead of 400. So um, that's my take on that one. Citigroup beat and is up. Their investment banking um, went down 43% from last year. So let's see where Citi is. Citi closed at $50.15. It's up at $50.85. This was up at $52 per share when they initially announced. So. You've got quite a bit of uh, their dividend date. Their ex-dividend date is 429. They do give out a 4% dividend. So there's a likelihood that I could play this one for that 4% dividend um, that's being paid on the 29th. So, um, by the way, Active Trader Pro Fidelity, kudos. They now provide you the short percentage of shares. Um, Citibank only has 2.3% of their shares shorted. I like that. I like that. And they give you uh, the market cap as well. $98 billion in market cap. So, um, City B, JB Hunt. Oh, uh, one big overall thing that happened yesterday was Governor Waller, one of the Fed governors, said inflation has peaked. If that is true and inflation has peaked, that would be the uh, catalyst for the market to go up. And that's essentially, I think, why it went up the past couple of days is you're seeing people start to say that, hey, inflation is peak. We should start to see not a downturn of inflation, but a lowering of inflation. So rather than 8, 9, 10, 12%, you should start seeing it come down to 7, 8, 6%. Uh, and then as the uh, rates get increased, you should start seeing it back down to 2%. Now, the, the quote-unquote soft landing that you're hearing about, that essentially means that things are going to be timed. 
correctly and that we don't go into a recession and we don't have a huge market pullback, my take on this, here's my take on this. I think the Fed doesn't care about what the market does. The market is up for the past two years so much that they are looking at that March, February and March low as, hey, the market's significantly up. Let's see if we can um, you know, bring it back down a little bit with a, a half point rate hike and another half point rate hike and another half point rate hike. And I think they're going to continue to do that. So um, I posted yesterday on Twitter, if you want to look at it, a uh, S&P chart with a channel uh, where I believe that that's where we'll trade in. Um, you may go up, you may go down slightly from it, <clears throat> but in my mind, your peak is that channel. If you're trading on the high end of that channel, you're expecting that we're going to beat um, and go higher than that actual channel. If you're trading on the lower end of that channel, I think you'll be granted benefits by waiting until it goes to that higher portion. So essentially, in my mind, I'm trading stocks in that lower band um, and staying away and selling when we get to that higher band, taking my profits. So. Uh, I think that's essentially where where I'm looking at trading if you're looking for my overall kind of opinion. With that, uh, energy was up yesterday. Energy was up big yesterday. Uh, UCO, which was 1765 the previous day, like I said, um, UCO went up to 173. If you traded it, great. You didn't, oh well. Uh, it's down at 168 pre market. I think you're going to see oil in this, this, kind of range as well. I think you're trading in between 155 and 200 on UCO um, for the rest of the year. I think you take your profits right now at 168. um, On a two-day chart, the MACD is crossing up. The RSI is at, uh, let's see, the RSI is at 30, 44. Um, The MACD is crossing up. So I think, you know, if you want to trade it right now, I think 168 goes to 170. It's my opinion probably in the next few minutes. Uh, but um, let's see. That is UCO. Uh, let's go up. Tesla. Um, to start the day yesterday, Tesla went up uh, over 1,000. So essentially, if you bought it, uh, it was over 1,000. Um, like I said, anything under $1,000 on this one, I'm waiting for this one to hit back down to... Um, I don't know. Let me see. We do have earnings coming up on 420. Let's take a look at the algorithm on Tesla. Tesla, you would have sold uh, April 11th for a 19% gain. Um, So we're still waiting in the algorithm for the MACD cross up. You do have earnings coming up next week, 420 for for Tesla. Uh, There's a shelf here at about 920. Um, there is a shelf forming here at about a thousand, but that nine nine forty to nine twenty range has a significant shelf. Um, when I look at the volumes here, um, we do have a gap that potentially could get filled, um, and that is between twelve twenty two and twelve o two. So I think the twelve hundred mark it used kind of that level of about eleven sixty. It hasn't broken through that twelve hundred level um, since December. 
So I think you've got an opportunity here. Again, anything under $1,000, I think you kind of take it and run with it. Uh, I think this one's going in. Um, going in there. Uh, Apple is a good... Apple has been on a run for the past two days. And in the algorithm, you would have gotten out on April 11th with a 7% gain from 158 to 170. <clears throat> and you're trading at 170 right now. Uh, you are getting close to a golden cross here. Uh, again, this is a four-hour chart. Typical golden cross and, and death crosses are on the daily. <clears throat> but you should have the MACD crossing up here. Their earnings report is coming out on the 28th. <clears throat> so you do have some uh, some time uh, to get into this one. I do think that anything under 170, uh, you buy this one. Um, I, I think you, you load into this one slowly. I would not buy a large chunk of this one if it goes under 170 because you're in my mind, you're going back down to 150 between now and June at some point in time. So you'll have better opportunities to get into this one, I think. Um, but overall, Apple is 40% of my, uh, of my portfolio. There was an energy play yesterday, high peak energy, um, where Kramer mentioned it on his show. And you had a huge gap here. From 22 to 20, 24. Um, let's look, HPK. Um, let's look at the two day here. Uh, you are trading at 28.97. So, uh, what was it? You would be in this one. Oh, this one got you out. In this one at 28.44. Today it's trading at 28.97. In pre market, it closed at 28.83. Um, the PE ratio on this one is 51. Uh, uh, let's see. 28 biggest movers. Um, uh, and I'm reading this info right off of active trader pro, uh, shares gain. Jim Cramer said the mid cap company is an aggressive play on elevated oil prices. So their earnings are coming out. On May 16th, so you've got a ways. Their ex-dividend date is April 29th. Um, the dividend yield is 0.35. So this isn't a huge one. Who knows? Uh, this is Kramer hype. Uh, uh, Kramer had a great day, by the way. The past couple of days. Yesterday, uh, all of his travel stocks were, were significantly up. Um, you looked at Marriott. You know, what did we go over yesterday? Um, let me look, uh, Kramer said, um, this was Wednesday. Kramer says sell Fang. Um, yeah. So he had Expedia up, booking holdings up, um, Marriott International way up, Disney up, Darden restaurants up, Cisco up. Um, uh, he was right on it as far as Tuesday goes. Uh, Wednesday, yesterday, Wednesday, all of that stuff was up. Tom had an incredible day yesterday. Tom's big conviction and Tom, uh, he had CF, uh, which is the, um, agriculture company. This is, uh, fertilizer CF. And let's see, let's run this one. Ah, you'd be in at 68. Remember I said this one had, uh, was at, uh, all time highs, 52 week highs. 
Their earnings are coming up on May 4th. You do have the RSI at 59, so it's slightly elevated here. Um, let's see how they're doing pre-market if they're pulling back at all. Uh, they traded to 109 yesterday is where they closed. Their 52-week high is 110, uh, which was just the day before. Um, and they are trading at 107 in the pre-market. This one, again, you'd be in since 68. So you've had a 40-point move on this one, uh, almost 100%. Crazy. Um, Mosaic, MOS, which is another fertilizer company. The algorithm had you in February 1st at 42, and you've been traveling the 9 and the 21 day just completely uh, right on that those. The RSI is at 67. The MACD is way up there. You've got falling volume. You've got earnings coming up on May 2nd. So you do have some significant um, upward momentum on this one. Uh, there's a gap here in the four-hour chart um, from, it looks like, May 21st, um, 62 to 63, and you're trading at 75 today. Um, they closed at 75.05. It's opening up at 74.73. My assumption, again, my assumption is you've got a gap here, 67, there were a couple of gaps, 67 to 62, you've got to cover. It's got to cover at some point in time. But this is going to be all the way into earnings. I think this company is just going to freaking you know, blow it away. Their PE ratio is only 17. Again, remember, 17 is where the S&P trades at traditionally. So you're not crazy, crazy out there. Um, Tom's other high conviction IPI. I didn't look at this one, I don't think. Um, ba -ba 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 -ba. Intrepid Potash, another uh, fertilizer play. They, are, they don't have much pre-market, so I can't look at the pre-market price. They, they closed at 107. Yesterday's trading range was 101 to 113. That's a 13% spread. Wow. Um, IPI. Let's, so if you wanted to trade this one intraday, I think you could. Um, you'd be in this one on the algorithm at 84 March 22nd. Now, the volume on this one is crazy. I'll post this one on Twitter. Um, but the volume, you can clearly see on February 24th, the volume just comes into this one. Now, the relative strength in this, the RSI is at 67, so it's completely overbought. The MACD is way up there. This one isn't even tracking the 21-day. It's tracking the 9-day. Uh, and the only reason you were in at $84 on March 22nd is because it got you out on this pullback, March 18th. Essentially, on February 1st, um, this one, you were in at 38 And it traveled all the way up. You got stopped out of this one March 18th just because of some moving averages moved around. And it was a 70% gain. Then it got you back in two days later at 84 So. Uh, the algorithm performs below what just buying and holding on this one. So the performance on the algorithm is 418%, just buying and holding 1,040%. So 10 times your money uh, over 1,000 candles. Again, that's IPI. I'll post this one. Uh, but that's one of Tom's big conviction plays. Um, let me go over my notes. Morgan Stanley B, U.S. Bancorp B. <clears throat> oh, shippers. Zim is up in pre-market, ironically. Tom has told me on shippers, do not trade Zim. Um, that the analysts have said no. It is coming up on a MACD cross up. 
Uh, Zim in the pre-market is up a dollar, I think. Yeah, they closed at $55, $55.92. They're up at $57 in the pre-market. Um, this is one that paid a $17 dividend uh, on their last. The ex-dividend date was the 22nd of uh, March. Uh, their earnings are coming up on May 17th. So you've got plenty of time for earnings on this one. Uh, the volume has been starting to return. Uh, it's not green volume, it's red volume, but it's starting to return. Uh, so uh, let me see, do I have go, no go? No, I'll look at the go, no go on this one. This one might be a turnaround, um, but some of the ones that have been turning around that Tom likes, uh, Starbuck, uh, Starbuck Carriers, SBLK. You would still not be in this one, but I think today it's giving you the MACD cross-up. Uh, let me just expand this one real quick. Yep, this morning candle, you're going to be back in to Starbuck. So let's see, SBLK, um, it closed at 28.13. It's 28.37. There's a 28% dividend yield on this one. Um, but it's they haven't announced it. Their earnings are coming up on May 18th, so you've got some time between now and earnings. The uh, volume has not returned on this one. Um, it, it's slowly going down, but it's it's leveling off. Uh, the RSI is at 51, so it's not crazy. You are seeing the the 50-day come down to the 200-day, and you're seeing this consolidation range. There is a clear bounce up at 25 here. That support level of 25 is very clear uh, four times over the past two months. It's bounced off that 25 level. Um, the performance of the algorithm, again, not as good as buying and holding. Uh, 211% um, for the algorithm, 412% for buy and hold. Uh, EGLE, another bulk carrier that, that Tom has liked, his analyst has liked. You'd be out, but you probably have a MACD cross-up coming up in the next couple of rounds, uh, next couple of sessions, I would say. This one, you were in January 27th of 43. You got out on April 6th with a 43% gain. Um, so they're trading up. Um, DAC, that's the one that Tom says his analyst really likes. DAC, uh, if you remember, we were talking about this one at 100. This one got you out uh, at, uh, so it got you in March 9th at 91, out with a 5% gain at 98. Um, right now, the MACD is significantly down. The RSI is at 35, uh, and it looks like it's going to cross up probably in the next couple of sessions. But DAC, they closed at $88, and they are trading right at about that price. There's not a lot of pre-market in this one. Um, their 10-day volume is 511000 The 90-day volume is 467000 So their volume is coming back. Um, this one had a big dividend. Um, they, have act, they have exposure to Zim, so they got that $17 dividend. They pay off a 3.5% dividend. Um, this is, you know, again, the, 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 the VWAP on this one is 87. So it's trading right in the, uh, VWAP area. Um, I, I think you might start to see it's using the 200 day kind of as a bounce off right now. Okay. That's enough about shippers. Let's move on to chips. 
Taiwan Semi. Let me find my notes. Um, Taiwan Semi beat earnings. Uh, let me see. AMZ. Uh, Taiwan Semi beat revenues were up 46% over last year and they upped their forecast. That's TSM. I believe that's, yeah. TSM is the symbol. Um, their earnings came in. You would still be out of this one. This one got you out on April 1st, but it's up today. Um, this one is starting to move up pretty significantly. Again, semiconductors are, were, um, well, these were, you know what? Jim Cramer last night, he went over seven semiconductor names. Um, that was his play. And remember, on Tuesday, he went over all of his uh, travel plays. Um, and they were way up. Um, Micron, uh, which is MU. MU is a favorite of traders. Um, this one in pre-market, let's take a look. Uh, it is trading at 7229. Um, essentially, when you look at this one on the algorithm, you are out of this one. Uh, this has lost you on the algorithm 6.5% versus buying and holding has made you 62%. So this one does not move significantly. Um, when I look at this one, I see a uh, RSI at 40. Um, they just passed their ex-dividend date. Um, their earnings were on March 29th, and their earnings were really good. But, the er but since earnings trading at about 81, uh, 82, it went all the way up to $86 the following day. Um, $86. You're at $72 right now. Uh, they are, their short interest is 2%, so it's not a short interest. Their PE ratio is 9 um, earnings per share, $7.94. Their market cap is an $80 billion company. I like this one. Um, I just would wait for the algorithm to tell me, yes, uh, this one is on its way back up. And I'll take a look at the go, no go on this one as well. Um, he proposed Western Digital. Uh, let's see, what's Western Digital is WDC. I should have known that one. I've looked at this one before. Um, the algorithm has you out. The algorithm on this one doesn't do you any good. Um, losing 50% versus buying and holding is 17%. I'm not a big fan of this company. Um, I have traded this one before. I think I made money on this one on a short-term trade, but it was only like 1% or 2%. Um, they're dealing with downgrades. This one is trading in pre-market down 46.45. Um, Micron of those two would be my play. Uh, they make flash and DRAM memory. And um, essentially, the reason it's down from the $86 level is because management in their earnings had mentioned supply chain and softening demand. Um, and now the Chinese uh, lockdowns are kind of going at them. Again, their PE is seven. Uh, AMD, uh, which is one that I hold. And I am getting back into this one. I do hold about $10,000 worth at about $113. It's, I think it's $11,000. I'll tell you exactly. They're trading in the pre-market at 98 This one is an options favorite. And so a lot of the uh, options crowd trades this one. Uh, the algorithm would still have you out on this one, but it looks like it's moving up a little bit. I'm not sure I'm going to try and time this one, but again, I've traded this one between 110 and 120 several different times over the past two, three months. 
Um, today, I told you I would look. Let's see. AMD. My average purchase price is $114.97. Uh, and I've got 11,497. So I bought 100 shares uh, at 114.97. I went all in. Um, this one went all the way up to 120, 130, and I didn't sell. I should have sold, but I see that 164, uh, 52 week high, and I'm like, ah, it's going to continue to go up. So I've gotten suckered into this one, but I probably am going to dollar cost average this one so that at 105, 106, um, I'm looking at a fairly good gain. Um, again, I'm down 15% on this one, but I'm not worried. AMD is a great company and that one's going to come back up. Uh, the issue they have is uh, it, the, the stuff softening PC market and it was trading at a high multiple. Uh, right now, the PE ratio is 37. This was 45. It's 24 times future earnings. Uh, this is the cheapest it's been since 2014. Uh, so I believe that AMD's not going anywhere. I think they're, you know, they're a strong company. They're still innovating. Um, the other one he likes is Skyworks, which I think it's, let me see. Um, Skyworks, S-W-K-S is the symbol. Let's see. This one is a falling knife as well. You probably have a MACD cross-up coming. They are a 5G play. This one makes uh, chips for handsets. He likes this one. Uh, still, to me, I think AMD and Micron are your plays. He likes Kia. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, what is it? Uh, I don't even know Kia's um, symbol. KLG. Is it KLG? Um, yeah, I can't read my writing on this one. I'll look at it. But LAM Research, um, which is A-L-A... Uh, research, L-R-C-X is the symbol. Um, this one's a falling knife. I I'm not a particular fan of this one. This is another Jim Cramer play. They've got earnings coming up on April 20th. You are trading at an RSI of 33. Um, this one has uh, LCRX. Let's look at this one in Active Trader Pro. Um, Lamb Research is a good semi um, semiconductor company. Uh, I've heard of them. Uh, I have not traded this one. Again, this is a Jim Cramer uh, recommendation. They're trading, their PE ratio is 14. They've got a 1.27 dividend uh, uh, yield. Their 52-week high made back in January, 731. They're trading at 472. Their 52-week low, which was just hit four days ago, 464. So you're at 52-week lows on this one. Uh, and the reason is, by the way, <clears throat> the chip um, analysts, while there's a worldwide shortage of chips, uh, the analysts are cutting price targets because they believe that, the, um, that there's going to be a glut. We're going to get through the supply chain issues, and then all of a sudden you're sitting there with all of these chips, um, and you're going to have to cut your price, and you're going to have to basically offer them at a discount. Again, of all of his chip plays, I think Micron, MU, the symbol, and AMD are, uh, are the, the way to go. <clears throat> so, um, Tesla, under 1,000. Apple, wait for the cross-up, but I think you're waiting for about a 150. Uh, as far as oil goes, his HPK. Um, let's see where Devon Energy is. Devon Energy is one of my favorites. If you can get it under 60, you buy it 60, under 60 all day. 
This one's at 63.75. It closed out. It's down at 63.50 pre-market. This one has a, uh, a dividend of 6.27, the largest on the S&P. Occidental Petroleum. Warren Buffett is in this one in a big way. I'm in at $63 average price. I'm trying to bring it down. I've been buying one, two shares at a time as it dips down. It is at 59.20 in the pre-market. I will probably buy a couple of shares again to try and dollar cost average down. Uh, this one has a 0.87% dividend, but all of these, um, their earnings date is 510. So all of these oils, you're going to have huge, huge earnings. Um, they're just, you know, a, a Chevron, CVX uh, is a good example. Um, they're, they're, they said anything over $30 a barrel, they're making money. Uh, they've got a market cap of $337 billion, PE ratio of 21, which is great. Dividend yield of 3% is at 171. 52-week high is 174. <clears throat> it's back up at 52-week highs. It's going to make new 52-week highs. Um, you know, again, if you can get this one in the 160s, grab it. Get your uh, 3% dividend. Their earnings date is 429. Um, UCO, great uh, alternative. The Jim Cramer play of HPK. Uh, one that I wanted to talk about yesterday that really took off, and it's a um, kind of a uh, GameStop kind of crowd, Viru. Uh, this is one that announced that they have uh, the, the pill that helps uh, for COVID, and it, it basically uh, averted death and, and w- when given to severe patients. This one closed at 14.30. It ran all the way up to $17 yesterday uh, in the after hours. It opened yesterday at $9. So this one ran up to 17. It almost doubled in a day. Today, it's opening up at $15. Um, There was an article that came out from an analyst that said, hey, if you put the numbers together, this is a $36 uh, stock because if they start selling this based on what governments have paid for uh, some of the therapeutics with uh, COVID, then it's a $36 stock. I don't know that I necessarily believe it's a $36 stock, but enough people did to run it up from $9 all the way up to $17 yesterday. You're trading at 15. Looks like it's settling in here at about 15. Uh, if you can get it under under 15, I think you may buy this one. You know, Again, trade on validation uh, and sell when it loses its validation. And if you want to know what validation is, check out ZipTraderU. Uh, on YouTube. Uh, he's got a whole video of, of when to buy and when to sell on validation uh, and when it loses validation. It's, it's an SMA line. I think it might be a nine-day SMA line that he uses. Um, but you can use that. Uh, chips, AMD, and Micron. Uh, Twitter, stay away from. Just listening to uh, Jim Cramer on uh, what Elon's doing, I don't, he believes that the board can't take that offer. And so that's why you're seeing, again, Twitter's down at 48. It opened at 45. It went all the way up to 54 um, uh, because 54.20 is what uh, Elon's offering to pay for it. Uh, I don't think you touch this one. I think you kind of stay away from it. I probably am going to take my profits and sell on this one. Um, by the way, UNH, United Healthcare, beat on earnings. Um, they are not up significantly. They are up uh, from 537 yesterday all the way to 540. The, their PE ratio is 29. Um, 
they announced uh, earnings per share uh, $18.08. Um, it beat consensus uh, up 14% year over year. <clears throat> so it's got double digit growth. Um, this is one, again, everybody says if you don't have healthcare, this is one that you have. Um, XLH, is it XLH? Um, XLV? Yeah, XLV. XLV is healthcare, and that's number one. Um, that one, you'd be in at 131 as of March 15th. You're at 139 today. Um, the 52-week high is 143. So essentially, you've got a quite a, quite a bit of room to, to, to go to get up here. Um, I think it's at its all-time highs. But UNH, it probably should be in your portfolio. It's not. Unfortunately, it's not in mine. It's in my parents, and my parents have a very large holding in that one. So I've been kind of staying out of that one. Um, shippers, uh, Zim looks like it's crossing up, uh, Starbucks, SBLK. I like that one. So I've given you some great ideas. Bank of America. Uh, I haven't seen, let me see. Did they report? Um, or when do they report? They report on the 18th. So next week, um, this is one that's been trading down to 3864. Um, uh, with all of these banks coming in and nobody really hitting, does Bank of America come out with some type of huge surprise? City's the only one that really went up. I don't know. I'm probably staying away from this one <clears throat> for a little bit until we're sure that inflation is gone. Um, Apple, wait for that one. Uh, oh, one thing. I'm resetting all of my alerts on, on TrendSpider. Again, if you haven't tried TrendSpider, if you're actually a trader, um, and you understand candlesticks and you understand moving averages and MACD and, and how to read charts, TrendSpider is your absolute best trading platform out there. And one of the reasons are the alerts. Uh, again, my, my algorithm is based on a MACD cross up, uh, a total MACD strategy. And I have alerts set up. So any stock in my portfolio uh, that I'm either dollar cost averaging or I'm uh, looking to sell, looking to buy more, any stocks that I'm, that I'm watching, I have alert. And again, it's on a four-hour time frame. So I get alerts at 1.30 in the afternoon and 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And so my morning is spent doing a lot of research, a lot of looking into things, um, maybe day trading, some UCO, some of these uh, high flyers that I, I find. Um, and then the afternoon is spent looking at TrendSpider, looking at these, these uh, cross-ups. So if you're not in TrendSpider, again, there's a link in my Twitter. I get compensation for it, but click on it. Seven-day free trial. I've got a yearly subscription. They have sales all the time. Um, you can ask me when there is sale. Uh, go month to month until you find a sale, in my mind. <clears throat> and um, you know, then, then you sign up for a yearly one, one of their sales. I actually I love it. Um, I think it's fantastic. Uh, I've been in this uh, trading platform for two years. I tried TradingView. Uh, TrendSpider just has much, much better options to it. And they're adding the go no-go thing. Uh, and if you haven't seen, I, I posted a video about it. It's fantastic. Go no-go is a strategy made uh, by these two hedge fund guys uh, based on momentum. And it does a visualization of when you should get in and when you should get out. It's great. They use it almost exclusively with a couple of other indicators. 
But I reset all of my alerts on TrendSpider, so um, that's what I'm probably going to try and finish up today. It's quite a few. I think I have an option for about 150 or so that I'm able to do. So uh, quite a lot. Tom's High Conviction plays CFMOS IPI. Watch the IPI because I do think that that one is a great one. Great indication from Tom. Again, the PE ratio on IPI is $5.581. Um, their earnings date is May 2nd. So you're coming up on earnings. I like this one. Uh, it did hit 52-week highs, but I think this one may have more room to go. Uh, I'll be looking for a MACD cross-up on this one. Let's see. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a little high, but I, I think if you can get this one at about 100 to 105, I think you're looking good before earnings. That's it. Talk to you tomorrow.